There is another world beneath it. The real world. And if you want to survive it, you better learn to pull the trigger. You gave Frost a message from me. You tell him it's open season on all suckheads. You mix the weapons. I use them. I promise you, you'll be dead by dawn. There are worse things out tonight than vampires. Like what? Like me. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Multiverse Monologues. And this week, we are moving on with our Marvel movie review, where we review every single Marvel movie from beginning to end, starting with Howard the Duck, ending with the most recent one, which is, I guess, I guess at this point, what is it? Spider-Man No Way Home? So, hey, yeah. I mean, we're going to be reviewing every review. We're going to be on this journey for quite some time, but uh, we are quite excited to be back. Me, myself, your host, Benjamin Rayside, but I am not alone. Join me again this week, as hopefully every week. Uh, we also have Ethan Wensloff. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm I'm excited to be here and even more excited to talk about Blade. Very interesting. We're going to get into our thoughts. None of us have revealed what we've thought about it. Um, and then also, we also have Micah Hett here as well. Micah, how you doing? I'm doing great. Um, yeah, excited to talk, to talk about Blade. <laughs> well, yeah, let's, let's just kind of our initial thoughts because we each watched this separately on different occasions i think micah you've seen it the, you watched it like a couple nights ago correct i, w I watched it last night at eight o'clock so whoa yeah pretty recent you made it through the whole time you didn't fall no, 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 i watched it at six ended at eight so it was like pretty okay. pretty nice uh movie time there so all right not, well, not like howard the duck where we watched it at midnight <laughs> yeah right exactly that movie felt maybe that's why it felt like that movie went forever but um essentially everyone what we're going to be doing as i said reviewing every single Marvel movie. So if you want to join us on that mission and watch as we go through every Marvel movie and review it with fun facts and details that you may not know about, join it. Click that subscribe button. It definitely uh, We definitely appreciate it on YouTube. This also goes up on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. So uh, join us. Leave us a review if you're on there. But we're going to be going through every film, taking breaks in between, while we talk about certain movies that come out, but uh, we're going to be in this journey for a while. So let's get into it, gentlemen. Blade, our first initial thoughts. Ethan, what do you think about this movie? Yo, I don't know if it's just because we watched Howard the Duck last week, but I I loved this movie, man. This movie was awesome. From Just the first second you see Wesley Snipe on screen, you are just captivated by his performance and everything he brings to the role i i'm a blade fan okay i had a i had a bit of a similar reaction but i want to get i want to get micah's thoughts first michael what'd you think uh i like like ethan said i i really enjoyed the movie uh definitely had that 90s cheese in there oh, where yeah. they were uh <laughs> they were trying to get as much cgi as much electronic music as possible um i'll talk about it later but it reminded me a lot of the matrix Yes. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that a yep. lot, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, this this felt like a, a bit of a, a bit of a Matrix clone to me. It you was guys, uh, yeah, hundred percent. Catch that, yeah, definitely '90s vibes. And apparently, so during doing my research for this film, vampires were huge during this time. Like vampires, this was the thing, and this is why this movie was created. Not because Marvel was a recognizable property, but because 
vampires were huge and they were like well who can we take from marvel that would really do well in this era and all right let's choose blade and let's pretty much make up a whole mythology surrounding him about vampires and about this underground like group trying to fight these guys which i i personally i love this movie i i think it's ethan i think it's to ethan's point maybe we, we just got done watching howard the duck so going from pg duck boobs to slaughterhouse <laughs> rated r vampire movie this movie was brutal man oh my god <laughs> like jeez i can't wait for the for the new blade movie if they if they take that same spirit and move it on to a a new movie where they got you know modern graphics and modern ways to do a rated r movie it's going to be crazy it definitely had its cheese moments and you could t- you could tell the graphics oh, yeah. are dated but I don't, I don't know. Me personally, I don't, I don't take that as like a, a negative jab toward the film. A film was made in 1998. Graphics are going to be dated. It doesn't. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes me out of it a little bit because I'm used to what we're used to now. But it doesn't. My personal rating doesn't affect the graphics. You know, like that does. I don't let that affect me. Even though at some points when Blade chops a vampire and they, I don't know, explode. I guess. It looks a little cheesy. Yeah, it, it looks a little cheesy. I feel the same way with the graphics. Is you can tell they're bad sometimes, but it never took me out of the movie. I mean, one of my favorite shows is Lost, and everyone, uh, if you watch that show, you can tell the graphics just age so horribly in that show, and that never takes me out of it. So you can just tell that it's it's dated, it's a little older, but it it doesn't affect my viewing experience. Yeah, I'd say it's it's one of those movies that for the time it was a good it was like a, a solid movie and it still kind of holds up today in in a lot of ways. Absolutely. So I wanted to get I wanted to actually do reviews first, and so I did something a little special for these reviews. So I got a, a one and a five and a ten, but these reviews are from IMDb as always. But these are reviews cataloged in 1999, 1999, and 1998. So this was when they watched it back in the day. So I want to I want to go through this one star review. Is it necessary? Question mark. If you like films that involve lots of biting and kickboxing but no light and what's more, no sense of humor, then Blade is just what you need. I, however, need that as bad as a silver bullet in my head. So I walked out in the middle of the film. Too bad for the first 10 minutes of the film were quite promising. But that's before Wesley Snipes came into the picture. A complete waste of my time. Well, oh. that's his problem. He walked out halfway through. That's why he didn't get the humor at the end. Dude! <laughs> All right. I'm sure we'll talk about this guy later. But the guy about the hands. Oh, that Quinn. was so funny. <laughs> so here, funny tidbit about that guy is he was supposed to not be in the rest of the movie. I think yes. after the what? – what scene was it that he, that he was supposed to be killed off in? It was either the hospital scene or a scene after that, but he was supposed to be killed off earlier in the movie, but the cast and the crew just enjoyed him so much that they let him stay in the movie and he wasn't on the script. So he got to ad lib every you line. Could definitely tell that. And yeah, that that's why a lot of the stuff he says is so bonkers. Oh, well, did you know that during that hospital scene that he's in, he actually broke his jaw during that scene and he was like running around with a broken, like his jaw was like down to here. If you're watching on video, it's like just destroyed. So he went through a lot for a minor side character or who was supposed to be. 
the also the funny part about that scene is I read that uh, they ha they were filming in an abandoned hospital and he dislocated his jaw and they had to rush him to a real hospital with all the makeup and stuff on. So they brought this essential burn victim into this hospital. <laughs> so into the That's emergency scary. room, they were all freaked out. Dang. I, so I mean, this guy, this guy he just walked out too soon. That's what it is. Yeah. He 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 missed the ending. There's also a there's also a line at the end talking about humor, where Blade says, "So I like to keep this podcast PG, and this has this this movie has a lot of cussing and a lot of f words." And Blade so Blade has a line during the climax of this film, and he says, "Some dudes are always trying to ice skate uphill." Do you guys remember some, this line? Some mother I remember that. Always yeah. trying to ice skate uphill. I what does that mean? Like, what does that line even mean? Well, you ever tried to up, uh, uh, ice skate uphill? There's no friction. <laughs> no, you just slide who, right back down. Who decides to ice skate up? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like that line doesn't make sense at all, and it made me die laughing. Like I was. That was, there. that was also an ad lib line. Oh, was Wesley it? Wesley Snipes. Yeah, he. Uh, I think it was a background joke on the set, and they're just like, "Yo, just say this in the movie." Brilliant. No way. So yeah, this movie is not devoid of humor, like this guy says. I and know. hold up, with in the opening scene in the club when he pins Quinn to the wall and it pans back to him, you see him go. He like does yeah. the, the he does the fist bump. Yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> there's that was, plenty of comedy in this movie. That was so good. <laughs> Maybe he's just used to Howard the Duck and the Marvel. Because I mean, we gotta we gotta take that into account. Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been no Marvel movies. You got, I mean, you have your shows and everything. Like, Incredible Hulk has come out at this time. And I think there's a few other Marvel. I so, mean, yeah. But I, not... I got a list of all the Marvel movies that came out before this one. So, we got, of course, Howard the Duck. Okay. Theatrically released in 1986. And then you had The Punisher in 1989. And then you had a Captain America movie in 1990. Those and then you had TV a... movies, right? Yes. Yeah. Made for and then you had an unreleased fantastic four movie in 1994 which is free on youtube if you've ever wanted to check that out i oh, have never out. have never done that but i might i mean not for this podcast because it was i mean there, there's a lot that goes into that movie it's pretty interesting actually but um that's interesting okay so there's not really i mean this is dark marvel not even made as a marvel movie like this is like vampire first and foremost no i mean you look at the all the advertising leading up to the film and everything even on this label, you can't find Marvel anywhere on this no. packaging. Really? Yeah. But huh. this is this is what really ignited. I mean, you, this wow. is 90s. So you have your animated X-Men series going on, your animated Spider-Man series going on. So, I mean, Marvel's a thing during this time, but this is definitely not marketed as a Marvel movie. This is its own thing. Vampires first and foremost. I think Steven Dorff was really, really into it. But we'll get into the actors. Um, five out of ten review says, Far too graphic, but it has a nice look. I don't think much of Blade is a film. It's not that particularly entertaining. And it certainly didn't add anything new to the cinema world. Or the tale of vampires, for that matter. It has a very modern, cool look to it. Blade has a nice costume and some extra special weapons, which he does put to good use. But some of the violence was a bit too graphic and unnecessary. The story itself is quite stupid 
And Dorf, who plays Deacon Frost, is really annoying as the evil vampire. Although not oh, quite as annoying perfect. as his bimbo blonde sidekick, who really should take some acting lessons. <laughs> I was just really bored by the whole experience. A total waste of money and time. Could have been so much better. So, Dude, Deacon Frost walked so that Edward Cullen could run. That's all. Whoa. That's all I gotta say. Whoa, there, there's one scene in this movie with him especially, which apparently was like the first thing they shot with him, where he is standing out, oh. out in the middle of the sunlight. This was with sunscreen on. With sunblock. Oh, that was. Uh, I'm like, I, I was, I was confused there for a second. I was like, how, there how like, would sunblock? Well, in the in the scene before, you see him and. Uh, the blonde vampire like making out in the car yeah. and they're rubbing uh sunscreen all over each other's faces <laughs> you're like what and then they fry um uh what's his name the 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 king dragon dragonetti yes the, yeah. the yeah. german vampire leader <laughs> yeah they fry him in the sun and they mm. got their uh, motorcycle helmets on well i'm and like they hold hands and they ride off into the sunset i'm like bro if you Sunrise. if vampires can use sunblock, then what's the point of their weakness being they can't go out and just put on sunblock and you're exactly gonna, yeah you don't have that as on... a weakness and it feels like them calling him uh, Blade a daywalker doesn't really, uh, you know, work because they can exactly. just put on sunscreen and walk yeah. in the day. That is kind of a cold name though, like the day yeah, the way day they walker. use it throughout the movie. I love like, the daywalker. the. You know? The legend of Blade, like yeah. he's this half vamp. There, so the cool thing about this movie is that there are two half vampires from different sides. So one was born a half vampire, and the one became a half vampire. Yeah. And then with Blade, he's got all the powers of a vampire, but none of the negative side effects except for the the blood eating. So he can be out in the day. He, he's not weak to, um, uh, he's not weak to uh, what's the the metal silver or garlic so he's he's like the best vampire technically well that's one of the things that caught me off guard was how much world building this movie mm, did yeah, for vampires and blade like you have the scene where they're like when he first meets whistler for example they go into all this detail about how there's a few of us who are fighting these vampires and it's this, this secret society of like it's it's almost like a movie that's set in the future like a post-apocalyptic deal, but it's kind of like the matrix as in like there's regular day folks like you and me who don't even know about this, but there's a secret collection of people who've been personally wronged by vampires who are just on the hunt for them. And it just goes into all this detail about who's affected by what. And they have this, the, the whole vampire council scene was so epic. I'm a fan of any council scene that's ever like a thing. And you go in there, it's dark and brooding, and they're all sitting at their chairs and everything. It's like, you are going again. Like, politics, you know? I'm so into all of that world building. I was so into it. And, I don't know. It kind of went away during the ending half because you had your action and everything, which was fine. But I was definitely more a fan of the beginning of this movie than the end. Still a good overall experience, though. I like the beginning and the end pretty much equally i i think that both of those fight scenes at the beginning and the end were very comparable in quality for me i thought it was very great choreography awesome everything with that and um yeah this movie is so great because it doesn't matter how dumb some of the choices make and how rushed some of the the plot is or how they just skip over some things you forget all that when you see wesley snipes 
just start kicking vampire butt. Yeah. It, it is so, so cool. Let's talk about that first scene where uh, a woman of the night leads a man into this, <laughs> like, this whole, like, rave, which is so 90s. And they go in here, and you're like, okay, what, what's going on here? And then the First of all, this dude, dude is the stupidest oh, man oh, yeah. on the planet. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. He's blinded of, by the by the. Yeah, the you can tell he's not, he's not thinking with his head. That's for sure. But, like, I haven't even seen this movie before, and I, I just know, oh, that chick's a vampire. Right. She's going to go She's gonna go suck on Did you guys way. know anything going into this movie? I didn't even know that it was a vampire movie. I knew, <laughs> I know well, some of his comic origin, yeah. and uh, I knew how he was. His mother was attacked when he was in the womb, and how he uh, got his powers. And I knew he hunted vampires. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, this movie reinvented the character because mm. when he started out in comics, he was actually British, and he was a part of this vampire hunting team. So they totally reinvented his character for this movie. As you say, it's it's more of a vampire movie first and foremost than a Marvel movie. Mm. And I mean, most of these characters in here are pretty much made up. The love interest, I don't think she's a character at all. Whistler is there's there's a unique history to his character, but he is essentially made for this film. And there's a lot just that this movie did that was so unique and really this this i know howard the duck is its own thing but this is really what started marvel's all right we're getting out of bankruptcy we can start kind of financing this project and then next week with x-men it really takes a turn and then with spider-man marvel's a thing now you know yeah I, so, I don't think marvel had anything to do with this project at all because they went bankrupt in 96 that's probably right. when the when the movie would have been in production they probably sold the the rights to blade to oh was it warner brothers yeah Sony, warner brothers actually i think owned oh yeah it was uh new line new line Simo. yes that's what it was new line so they sold it to new line and then um they immediately started making this movie so it was it was like right then i don't think that marvel had anything to do with this and and the uh, uh, new line was just trying to separate themselves from marvel because they didn't want to be known as this this comic book movie or comic book company movie making machine so well because superhero movies and marvel movies especially were just in such an awkward period of time because the year before you had dc release steel and then you had batman <laughs> and robin like oh. this movie is the first superhero movie right after batman and robin yeah and if you compare those two Blade is a sensation, man. Oh, yeah. So much better than Batman and Robin. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's do this 10 out of 10 review. This says on December 29th, 1998. So this, this movie came out on August 21st, 1998. So this is a few months afterwards. Uh, Blade is a great movie. This film has so much energy that even I'm ready to go hunting vampires. For a film geek like myself, this film has it all. Wesley Snipes can finally have an action franchise, and Stephen Norrington, who directed the film, will be working in Hollywood for a while. The screenplay is great, cinematography is great, editing's awesome, special effects are in a world of their own. This is one of the most thought-out comic book movie-based films you will ever see, and it has a great cast. It's good to see Chris Christopherson, who played uh, Whistler, uh, and Udo Kier, who I am not sure who that is. 
Uh, and the only weak point in the whole film is the performance of Stephen Dorff, who played Deacon Frost. Uh, it seems rather weak for Blade, but I cannot wait for the sequel. So you can tell just right there that the special effects, I mean, this guy said, it's awesome, man. To us, it's dated, but to them, to the... I mean, even even for the time, I'd say that if, if I didn't know what to look for in special effects, it, I mean, it, it, it did the job. It, it convinced me. I was grossed out at parts. Uh, and the, and when they would explode and like get all morphed up and then, yeah. you know, in the hallway, that was, that, I, I got a little grossed out. I'll be honest. <laughs> so yeah, people credit the, uh, the X-Men film and the Spider-Man film for really, uh, cementing, uh, superhero movies as, these big budget blockbuster money grab films. But this movie, I think, really deserves all the credit that those other films get. This movie uh, did awesome world building. It took this, like, if you look at Blade in the comics, he is this goofy looking afro with sunglasses, yeah. yellow jacket character. And they really gave him a practical real world suit. And made it so it looked good on screen he could fight real good in this suit and then you see the x-men uh in 2000 they really take that into uh account because do you don't have any of those x-men wearing their comic book suits you have them wearing just the typical black black leather yeah so uh -huh. i guess that's what you get this movie really does deserve the the credit that those i mean spider-man is kind of in a league of its own because you kind of, that is like something that anyone can enjoy. Those, those spider, I'm so excited to get to those movies because, I mean, we, I'm doing the rewatch last year for No Way Home was good, but now I can really like have my rewatch. Yeah, we can. We're just three away. We we're, can get it. Spider-Man's in three. We, we got X-Men, Blade it, 2, and Spider-Man. Oh, excited. I, so that's what I'm saying though. But this movie gets me excited for Blade 2. Like I'm genuinely yeah. excited. I, I was thinking i was like all right it's gonna be dated it's gonna be a slodge to get through i always have fun talking about it it doesn't matter what it is but it's like i'm probably not going to be excited for this but you know i wonder if uh this kind of helped uh sam raimi get convinced into making spider-man because he was a horror director so right. having this uh having this huge uh, yeah would you guys say it was a thriller i'd say it was a thriller oh yeah this, yeah so having this thriller movie in here um and Sam Raimi watching it. This came out in '98. Uh, who knows when? When uh, between then and 2002, Sam Raimi definitely could have been inspired by this movie to to make Spider-Man. Oh yeah. What do you guys think about Blade as a character by himself? Because he he, I don't really know if he goes through a character arc in this movie. And at the, I mean, at the start, you kind of focus on the Doctor, and then she meets Blade, and Blade's like, "All right, well, you know." I'm part of this little vampire ring, but uh, get out of here. Also, if you go home, you'll die. So uh, whatever. He's not really like, I mean, he becomes the main focus after a while, but it's like, does he really go on a character arc? Or, I mean, how do you guys feel about that, him as a character? Oh, I'm, you, want, you want to go, Ethan? No, you're good. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, I, I thought he was awesome. I thought he was uh, kind of legendary. He had that, he had that, um, that powerful you know character it reminded me a lot of uh someone from the matrix like i mean he's got the leather coat he's got the sunglasses he's yeah. got the cool um uh, i wouldn't call it as good as 
duck foo or quack foo, but you know, it, it, it was no pretty way. good. Uh, <laughs> Definitely uh, a 90s action movie star. Yeah. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. He, uh, it, the, to go with the character arc, he does go through a character arc, albeit it is a bit short. I'd say it starts, um, the first stage of the character arc is the first hour and a half of the movie. And then there's 10 minutes where he's like, I don't want to be a vampire anymore. This sucks. I don't want to eat blood. And then the last half hour, he's like, yeah, I'm cool. Um, I I don't want to be, I, I want to keep being a vampire. So <laughs> he makes yeah. it look cool, man. Oh yeah. I want to be a vampire now. <laughs> Well, because what does Karen tell him when he uh, wants to take the serum to not be a vampire anymore? That he's going to, what's going to happen to him? He's going to die? I forget what He's going to become a human. Well, yes, yes, that's what it was. That's coming back. Yeah, so I think his character arc is he learns to just embrace the uh, the vampire side to him, you know? We all have, we all have our inner demons and he just, he learns how to control it, how to embrace it and how to use it to his advantage. And really, like, this this gift he has is a gift from God that he's got to use to slay all the vampires. Dude, that opening sequence with him slaughtering that whole thing. I mean, it starts off with those those uh, those sprayers spraying blood. And I was like, whoa, we are like, getting is, into it, man. This is wild. I was eating, I was eating some pizza at the time, and I had to <laughs> set it down. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. This is... But then he walks in, and <laughs> everyone's quiet. He and parts like, the Red Sea. Oh, they yeah. They all... Uh, it, that what his I think this entrance is one of the coolest superhero entrances I've seen in a movie. Like just first appearance is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like sure you have your I'm Batman stuff like that, but like this is our first time ever seeing this character in live live action. I think that is hands down the best first appearance I've seen in a while. Depending on how good these next two movies are, like. I'm glad that we're watching him now because now we have something to compare the new Blade to. And I know mm -hmm. Mahershala Ali is a great Blade. Or, 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 well, a great actor, I should say. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure he'll do a good job. But Wesley Snipes, he really, like, made the character his own, man. Well, I watched... Uh, uh, Screen Crush did a video and he talked about how Wesley Snipes, during the filming of all three of these movies, he stayed in character the whole time. As Blade. It was method acting? That. It was method acting, and he only communicated to people on sticky notes. Like, so he was no just, talking at all? I'm not oh. sure if it was no talking at all, but if you ever wanted to break character, it'd be on a sticky note. Huh. Whoa. I, sometimes I really wonder what tru they truly mean about method acting. Like, Because when I hear method acting, I think they are always in character no matter yeah, what. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it is. But, like... So, so, so that mean when you go home and you're like making your breakfast or you're like mm -hmm. taking a piss, you're like, I can't wait to slay some vampires, you know, like, wearing like, the sunglasses. Is that, all is that the what time. it means? Is he wearing sunglasses going to sleep? That, that could be. Uh, that's 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 method acting the extreme. Uh, most method actors just stay method acting on set. Um, but then you have the extremes. Have you ever seen the documentary Jim and Andy where it's. Um, Jim Carrey portraying Andy Kaufman. Well, I... uh, and he like was Andy Kaufman on set and Danny DeVito was there and he's like, man, this this is just like having Andy Kaufman on set. Oh wow. And yeah, it was uh that great documentary. I think it's on uh Prime if you guys have that. Or no no, Netflix. It's Netflix one. Okay. Uh very good documentary about method acting if you want to know more about that. Interesting. Well, he just I don't know. 
he totally made the character his own thing. Like, I, I can see other people playing the role, but when it comes to him, like, he seems like a really interesting person. Like, I don't know if you guys watched any of his interviews that he did for the movie or, like, it, just anything in general, but he seems like a, like... I know the guy went... Did you guys... I didn't know he went to jail first. Like, doing my research for that. Apparently, he went yeah. to jail for, like, two and a half years for tax evasion. He's I just think it's like Robert Downey Jr. Did. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but this happened after the Blade films, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So oh, it did. I'm like, hmm. But whenever I see him in interviews, he's, like, totally devoted to his craft. Like, this was his role. He made it his own. And, I mean, it definitely shows. It definitely pays off. Um, Steven Dorf plays Deacon Frost. I mean, very, that was an interesting portrayal, man. I mean, I tend to agree with the one reviewer about him. He was just, I think he was just weird, man. But apparently he was the heartthrob of the nineties. Like this guy had a lot of girls swooning over him, but he had some weird, weird stuff going on. Like, oh, I'm forgetting. There's one point where he's like. I'm going to be like a, a, a sexy vampire or something like that. He says to one of the, to one of the council members. Oh no, no. I'm going to be a naughty vampire Lord or something like that. <laughs> like just weird stuff like that, man. I don't know. I, I'm looking at all the other council members and I'm just thinking, why don't, why don't you go just slap that guy in the face? Why do you let, <laughs> why do you let Deacon Frost be on the council? He seems like such a, Oddball yeah, why is he on the council if he's a half blood? Well, is vampire? he on the council? I'm not so sure. I think he's I think he's part of that that circle of vampires, but I don't know if he's on the council specifically. I think they hmm. they send for him at the beginning and then he's like told to come into the council. I don't think he is. Maybe it's just because he's doing something in the vampire realm and they're like, "Hey, uh um, That could be it. Calm down. Uh, Deacon Frost, your your clan is being too rowdy. We gotta stay low because we're vampires. Well, because we know about it. He he's the vampire who's been uh, organizing these raves. Yeah. So oh yes. Okay. I think that's probably why he was there. Is they were, well, yeah. It, they they confront him about it. They're like, hey, you gotta stop doing these raves. They're drawing way too much attention to the vampire community. Yeah, and then Deacon Frost is like. We should be doing more. We shouldn't be. Mm. We shouldn't be in the shadows and only killing people at night. We should be ruling over these humans. It's and the it's the Magneto factor. Like, yeah, it's hey, just like listen, Magneto. We're way more powerful than these humans. Why are we sitting here coexisting? We could be rulers of these people. I think. I think for next week. Uh, I, I think spoilers. they have. I think <laughs> they have to coexist because. Well, who who are they gonna eat, or whose blood are they gonna drink if? They just take over the whole world. They, they just take a bunch of iron yeah. pills. <laughs> I think his point is, like, we should be in control. And if we're in control, then we can just have farms of just humans that we can mm. we can eat, I guess, or suck the blood out of. <laughs> that was weird, man. I, you want to talk about a scene that made me uncomfortable? I know it had to happen, but when Blade is sucking the blood out of uh, uh, Karen? Karen, yeah. That was that was pretty whack, man. I that was, was like, a powerful scene. I feel. I, I think that they did that scene as well as they could for what, because he is a vampire. It showed his like his thirst for blood finally, yeah. and um, I think that was I think that was a good scene. The 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 one that I thought was weirder though was uh, whenever Deacon Frost had blood on his face ever, he just got weird. 
<laughs> like the the no, that, sloppy kiss on the that one yeah. with the tongue, dude. Yeah. Oh man, with all oh, the blood too. Dude, I forgot about that. It was oh, my so gosh. gross. <laughs> they were like slopping the blood all over each other's faces. No. After you push the guy in the pool. No. Like, oh come on. <laughs> you want to talk about another disturbing scene, man? It's the scene where they drag that one council member out and like burn him in front of the sun, dude. That was intense. Yeah. That was really intense. And like, even for, I, I would have wanted to watch that in 1998. Cause like seeing that then would have been like, holy cow, what is going on here? Cause he yeah, like, literally what, like, what would have been similar to that Raiders of the Lost Ark when they're all being oh, fried. Yeah. I can't think of something. And the ending of this movie really reminded me of the Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark ending. Just the mm. whole skeleton in the and temple everything. and everything, yeah. the temple of, I think, what, what is it, the temple of light or whatever that they go into? I Very, don't know. Yeah, like, the crystal skull. Like. So <laughs> the ending kind of fell apart for me because it was a lot of a lot of action and it was just just action, 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 beat, action, beat. And then Blaze got to suck. like, And then you have the weird thing with his mom, but it's not his mom at the end. It's revealed. Yeah, it's like his mom, but not mentally. It's it was weird. weird. It, and then she like she almost like kissed she, him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. A little that, too close for me. That I was a like little that. weird. <laughs> that was a little weird. So I'm I'm with that on that one, and that definitely tanks the rating a little bit for me. Not bad, but the ending was definitely not as interesting as the beginning. And also, dude, I just I really like Whistler, man. Oh, dude, what a that cool character. So good. That scene was so sad. I know, like, especially because he was able to take the sheet off and that he was, um, he was able to say goodbye to him. Like, ugh, dude. I, I disagree, Ben. I think the ending of this movie is just so dang fun because it starts with this Whistler scene. When he dies, you then have a silent montage. You don't have music going. You just have a silent montage of Blade crafting his weapons prepping himself for this final battle. Mm. And then you see him zoom in on his motorcycle. It's just, I couldn't help but have the biggest smile on my face in all these fight scenes. When uh, he kills Quinn with the uh, the cable weapon, he beheads him yeah, and catch, cool. catch, catches his sunglasses, puts them on, walks that over, rips, rips the guy's jugular out. Yeah. Rips it out, throws it at the other guy. Oh, it, he was just Wesley Snipes was just so good in this, and I think the choreography in this movie is better than a lot of modern um, superhero films. Well, that was the one thing that the '90s did really well, because especially like Mike is talking about the Matrix, like the choreography and fight sequences of the '90s action films, they're they're pretty flawless, man. They're pretty good. That's peak uh, action movie right there in the 90s. You can find the best action movies then. They're kind of making yeah. a comeback now with like John Wick and um, uh, like all the, like Nobody and all those movies like that. I would also uh, say Shang-Chi has really Shang -Chi, good graphics. Shang-Chi, that was so good. Yeah. Oh, I loved watching Shang-Chi. Like, the, the action really kept me entertained the That was time. the one thing that was like, I went out of that theater and I was like, if I, got, if I get to see like a Shang-Chi Spider-Man fight, sequence together like dude he's gonna be so great in the wider mcu that's for sure but to ethan's point i will say for, for me it just lasts a little too long the the battle sequence and then the whole thing where they got to summon the 
what is it? An overlord or a, a, a uh, the blood god? The blood god. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, over overlord was last week. Yeah, like that's, the right. that's right. Or something? <laughs> that's right. But when he went, he eventually does suck out the blood from Karen, which I think will last a little too long as well. Uh, he has one of the coolest jump down and superhero landing poses that I think I've ever seen. Like that was the one scene I have like the photo that I have seen about Blake. Cause that's like the one thing like he looks up and he's got his teeth barred. Like that was pretty sweet. I will say like you had, you had black widow addressing her pose in her movie, yeah. but dude blade, I think blade is the first superhero to do this pose right here. I don't know what the Batman movies did before it, but blade, blade is a beast. This is what the Batman movies did. If you're watching on video, <laughs> oh yeah they were they did such a good job at giving blade a practical suit yes and when he is walking around with this big leather trench coat and the sword sticking out of the coat it he he is such a cool looking character and as we were talking about the matrix is this movie actually came out six months before the matrix so oh it did it did okay. yeah well, so no, they yeah, didn't so a lot of people say The Matrix is what started it, but my youth pastor was telling me, like, well, you know, it was actually Blade. Like, Blade was the first one to, like, really forward this movement. I think Matrix perfects it, though, yeah. in my opinion. I don't yeah, know I, I, I would say that, too. I, yeah. I would say that The Matrix is a better overall action movie that does the same sort of thing with, with there's a secret society, and yeah. if anyone knows about it, then they're hunted down, and all this stuff like that and even the the secret society can take over the people that don't know as vampires uh the uh i don't remember the terminology in matrix but they can take over the humans there and transfer them into more agents and then they just fight but yeah i think uh yeah matrix did a better job at it but yeah. blade does a very good job still let's talk about this this ending sequence here because he blade and karen pop up out of the after the huge battle and she's like, well, I have the cure. Do you want it? And he's like, no. There's a war still going on. We still got to fight. And then it pans away. And I thought the movie was over after that. And then we get a pretty sick scene in Russia as he's taking down guys. And it's like, all or right. Or Moscow. Or Moscow, yeah. yes. And he's like, all right. The war's still going on. I thought that scene was so cool. But, 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 yes. but, but. And this is where it relates to modern day time. Modern day, yeah. Because there is an original deleted ending sequence where it pans across to a, a man on a rooftop and you don't really get to see who it is, but it's Morbius. The Michael Morbius. Yes. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'll play the clip and it'll play right here. But legitimately, it's, it's really grainy. So I, I immediately when I heard this, I went and looked up the scene and I was like, all right, it's really grainy, but... He's right there, dude. That's That was supposed to be Morbius, and he was supposed to be the villain for the second Blade movie. I mean, it works. I, it did, but I, totally. But he was owned by Sony, I guess. So it just, Yeah, he's a Spider-Man character, Spider -Man so they couldn't character, use him. Which is so unfortunate, because Morbius... Which is Morbius, really oh. showing the early stages of how messy Marvel would end up being with all the Sony stuff and the Marvel stuff, the MCU. Yeah. It's really the very first stages of that. Is oh, we can't use this character because Sony owns him. But could you imagine that? Because so now you have Morbius making his appearance 
legit by the time this this review comes out next week. And I mean, dude, that's who, next week. Who knows how April first? Yeah, I'm so pumped. Who knows how it's gonna go? But I'm really wondering because we haven't seen Venom really cross over with the MCU. I mean, he was there and then he was back for a mm. second. Spoilers for Spider-Man: No Way Home, but. In the comics, Morbius the Living Vampire bites Blade, and that's how Blade becomes his modern interpretation of himself. So, could we see Morbius and Blade? Are the rights going to be weird there? Are Sony going to keep Morbius and Blade separate? I don't know. I We've already that. had... Blade was in the, the post-credits for, um, for Eternals, right? Yeah. Yes, he was. His and voice was. He is also, I know, supposed to make an appearance rumors in a werewolf by night halloween special that marvel is doing so i mean that would be which beautiful. uh michael giacchino is directing he's making his directorial debut directing? no way yeah are uh -huh. you serious For, yeah that's got me directing so pumped man are you kidding me he, he's never directed anything before no this is a debut oh man Listen, if we can get Ghost Rider in there at some point for a Halloween special, Dude. I want Ghost Rider so bad. I'm so excited to get to those Nick Cage movies. Well, think about his music in yeah. uh, Batman or all the other tons of projects he's done. Is the tone and aesthetic the music sets for the whole movie. Now take that genius mindset and put it into a director directorial spot and see what kind of Halloween film you can make with that. It's and, gonna be awesome. Well, look at so if you've ever seen Micah, have you ever seen Halloween? I have a uh, new one. Uh, I've seen old both, one, yeah. old one. I've seen the old one and the new one. Yeah, yeah. So John Carpenter directed the Halloween film, and then he directed and then he did the music for that movie. So the iconic Halloween theme that you get was made for oh, that he did movie. Both. So this is kind of what you're gonna get. So Michael Giacchino, while he's making this movie is going to have music in mind while he's directing these scenes. And it's like, all right, I'll put him here. And I know what really music good. I'm going to play during this scene. And it's going to be perfect. That gets me so hyped, Ethan. Because that's what John Carpenter did with the Halloween special. So, Blade's so you think coming we're going uh, to see Blade in this, uh, in this special? It's rumored. Werewolf by Night. I haven't heard much about it, though. Like... Marvel hasn't said much about this thing, but it's supposed to happen. Yeah, I haven't this heard about year, it. This year, I think. Or, yeah, this yeah. Halloween, I believe. But um, yeah, we've been talking about this for for months. This Morbius movie, because you have Michael Keaton in the trailer. He's part of our MCU timeline. Do we know? We don't know what universe this is in yet, so we can't really say if we know if Mahershala Ali's Blade is going to cross over with Jared Leto's. Morbius, because we don't know yet. We gotta, we gotta wait till April first, and I think our questions will be answered. But just so you guys know, I don't think Blade's gonna make an appearance. I think no, me neither. But I just want to know what scene? world. What about yeah. yep. post credit? What about post credit? That could, that be, could a, be a solid. You post have two. Scene. You have two vampire characters from Marvel. Excuse me, with two different companies, it, they would be foolish to not collab in some way you know i mean that's what i'm thinking you know i'm thinking of the future if not now characters. then definitely in the future yes exactly that's what well we this is about. this is the time marvel is starting to explore the super uh supernatural elements because right when this movie started because blade has been casted for years at this point right when this movie started i'm like all right 
it would be so bizarre to see vampires in the MCU. So I just kept having that comparison. But then we have Moon Knight coming out later this month, which is diving deep into the supernatural elements of the MCU. So I think people, casual Marvel fans are going to really be shocked with how supernatural the, the uh, movies are going to start getting. They're starting to wet the palate. That's what they're doing right now. With Moon Knight, and then it's going to get darker. I'm waiting for Ghost Rider, Blade. Who knows, maybe Moon Knight is going to be TVMA. Have we heard anything about that yet? No, it's TV-14. It is TV-14. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see We'll see how that goes down. But uh, they just released a scene, I believe, on YouTube of an actual clip of the I haven't watched it. I didn't either. watch it. I didn't watch I it. I haven't seen it either, yeah. No. Okay, so, all right, good. We're so and close to the also, show, I'm... Yeah, go. Yep. Yeah. And we've also seen how uh, brutal a PG-13, which is the same as the PG-17 on TV, can be with Batman, with the Batman. Yeah. Uh, that... Would you guys say that was brutal? That that movie he had some he had some beatdowns and some some real there just wasn't blood. There just wasn't that much blood. That's that's all that was different from that in a rated R movie. And I so. think that's what is gonna be handled. I, I don't know how they're gonna handle this because with with Blade coming up here, I think in twenty twenty three, how is Marvel gonna handle this whole deal? You know, because vampires, blood's the main thing like about vampires. So. It's going to be interesting to see if they could do a PG-13 rating. Or maybe they'll just go the full rated R. You know? I think with the MCU, they're going to try and stick to a PG-13 for everyone. Try and make films that stay true to the characters and yet are also appeal... They have an appeal to everyone, you know? Well, we had, uh, we had uh, Daredevil's R. I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't make just like every now and then a rated R Marvel movie. That's true. And Daredevil is definitely not for everybody. Uh, it's not for all the kids and and all the, the <laughs> everybody. So, have you started Daredevil on Disney Plus, Micah? Oh wait, uh, not Daredevil. I meant Deadpool. Whoops. Deadpool. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think same thing I with Daredevil. It, I think your point applies to both. Yeah, <laughs> I have not seen Daredevil yet, but with uh, Deadpool, that's what I meant. Um, definitely not the 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 best for all ages. I'd say. <laughs> that's true, though. Daredevil is now on Disney Plus. I mean, we both, Ethan and I would both, as we always do, give high recommendations and high praise to that show. And please, I mean, Daredevil is going to be integral to so much of upcoming small-time crime fighting in New York that it's almost essential. It's almost essential viewing at this point. So, definitely a recommendation. I mean, I would call it essential viewing regardless of if it connects to the greater MCU. Daredevil... I'm not going to go on a Daredevil rant, but Charlie <laughs> Cox plays the heck out of that role, and I will always support him for the rest of my life. Indeed, indeed. But let's let's get back on track, because we kind of got talking yeah. about Halloween yep. and everything. <laughs> let's go back to Blade. Favorite character in Blade, uh, out of all of those interesting characters that we got, Ethan, who's your favorite? Is it is it the, the, the Daywalker himself? I'm going to be... De- I'm going to say Whistler. That... <laughs> I thought he was such a cool character for the little bit of time he was in. And, uh, yeah, I just loved his relationship with Blade and uh, how he's essentially his Alfred. Yes, absolutely. Micah, who you got as your top? Uh, I can't find his name, but the the dude about the hands. (laughs) That's my favorite part. Oh, is it Quinn? uh, Is it Quinn? Quinn? Yes. It's Quinn. Quinn. All right, Quinn. Also played uh, Harvey Bullock in Gotham. In Gotham, yeah. 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 That's awesome. uh, 
Quinn, my favorite character, because he got the <laughs> most laughs out of me. Um, definitely, you know, Blade, of course, because he's yep. he is really an awesome character in this movie. I think they did an excellent job making him a um, a, a very powerful vampire hunter, but also vampire himself uh, in a way, uh, half vampire. Um, yeah, I loved I loved the the running joke of Quinn gets one arm cut off, and then later he's like. Yay, see this? I'm going to hit you with this hand because you owe me a hand. And then he gets his <laughs> other hand cut off. <laughs> and then at the end, in that in that room, they're like, hey, Quinn, hold up your hands. Deacon Frost is like this. He's like, Deacon, I mean, uh, Quinn, hold up your hands. And he's like, oh, okay, uh, I'll do that. I know. You're like, and then are they going to cut off his hands again? Yes. That would be hilarious. Yes. And then he, he, Deacon backs out on it, and uh, uh, you know, subverting expectations. But uh, I, I think they did that that really well you can tell it wasn't scripted i was like is this is this not scripted this kind of seems off the cuff here but uh yeah i i really love quinn all right all right i think just to pick a different character than both of you i would say whistler is also my favorite just because of how cool he was well how can, no can, nonsense he was go ahead Ethan. can we all just say that blade is all yes. of our favorite characters yeah blade but we're just so trying good. to expand who we're saying yes all right but uh, no i'm with I'm with you, Ethan. Whistler was so cool, man. And I think just a little bit of history here. Well, Ethan, do you know the history of of uh, of Whistler and how he came into being? Because I know I yeah. I know so it. he he was written for this movie. He's not a part of the comics, but uh, somehow before this movie was released, he ended up in a uh, Spider-Man cartoon appearing with Blade before this movie was re released. But he was written for this movie you, two you years go back. two yeah. years before it was released he appeared in a spider-man in the in the animated spider-man tv series the comic writer went with the uh the blade movie and he was creating this character they saw it and were like oh my gosh that's a really cool character they took that idea when they were devising this movie but he was still there so he made uh, Spider-Man and put him in there, which is a little bit, which is a little bit of a, um, I mean, he's not like Whistler in the movie at all, but that's the origin of his character. Not created for this movie, created for Spider-Man, but ended up making his big day appearance here. So, here's the thing. Fans have been clamoring for Wesley Snipes to appear as Whistler in the Blade movie. That would be so cool. As his that mentor. cool. Could you imagine that as a little meta thing? I mean, you have variants all the time. He's it's old vampire hunter who trains Blade. He doesn't have to be exactly Blade, but you have Wesley Snipes training Mahershala Ali. That'd be pretty cool. Come on, I, that, that yeah, would be so I, I sick. can see that. I can hey, see why that. settle for Whistler? Let's let's see Wesley Snipes Blade in Multiverse of Madness. Well, that's the thing. What are the chances of him appearing in that film? Because I, I think I, he's talked about it in interviews before. Wesley like, Snipes? I think someone asked him, hey, are you going to... I mean, Brandon Davis has asked so many old actors. I think he just talked with Nick Cage about his appearance or whatever. Yeah. I wonder... <laughs> I, I think I remember hearing him say something about it. I think in a like a little... But he said uh, he's never been... I mean, no one's going to say they're in that movie. But I mean, it's pretty much... I mean, Deadpool is definitely in it, right? Come on. Ryan Reynolds has been doing so much press lately. I don't know. I don't know. He's just been doing press for his own movie. I guess I just don't trust anyone after Andrew Garfield. 
Yeah. I uh-huh. personally don't think that Deadpool is going to be in mm. um, Multiverse of Madness. I don't think it. I, I'm calling it. I'm saying he will be in You're Multiverse calling it? All right. What about you, Ethan? What do you think? Uh, is Deadpool I, uh, in <laughs> Mom? In Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll say he's in there. Ooh, all right, we'll see. There's that little image in the poster, man. Yeah, and if you ate, if you ate K that day, I don't know. I, I that's, a, so many that's a weird reflection on the glass. <laughs> could be, could be, absolutely, absolutely. Um, favorite scene out of all the scenes in the movie, if you had to pick one scene that you'd think of as your favorite, what would it be? I would say for me, as you guys think about it. It's got to be the opening sequence, for sure. Vampires are having their rave, and Wesley Snipes walks in like a boss and totally takes out almost everyone there, and then they all just scatter and everything. Those The action sequences, it totally brought me into the film, and it's what made me say, oh my gosh, all right, maybe I, I might be in for a pretty good movie here. I think that opening sequence, uh, I think that's my favorite. I don't know if either of you two have one right now, but... I. For me, that one takes a cake for me. I mean, yeah, it's like the best scene in the whole movie. Um, second only, I mean, the the second spot, I guess, would be the uh, the ending fight for me. Uh, from the time that he rides in on the motorcycle and just boom with the shotgun, one arms the shotgun. I thought that was oh, pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> to Dude. every single guy, and they're like, "I'm not a vampire." No. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Get out of here. I'm vengeance. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, from that point on, um, he takes out those two guys in the hallway with the blue serum stuff, explodes them, um, takes out a bunch of guys after he sucks some more blood to get his full vampire strength back. And yeah, I really love that end part when he, uh, oh, when he, when he throws the sword up and, uh, throughout the movie, you see the, the, the handle yes. has yes. this, uh-huh. has this, uh, timer where after a couple seconds it explodes. And then, um, or like the these little knives come out of it, and then they go back in. But they they knock off one of Quinn's hands. That's that's another way he loses a hand. So uh, he sh- throws that up into a rock, and then the rock has the the blue serum in it, and he breaks the rock and catches it behind his back. Uh, that was that was epic. That is so cool, man. <laughs> Unnecessary, but entirely '90s. I love it. Oh, like man. a oh, lot yeah. of movies, when they do crazy action sequences that are dumb, I just it takes me out of it. But this, it worked so well having him do the all this crazy stuff. Is the best part of yes. the cheeseburger. Gotta yeah. say, <laughs> yes, I like that, man. <laughs> Ethan, you got a favorite scene? Yeah, probably. Uh, just the whole lead up to the end fight and part of the end fight when he's he's crafting his weapons with the silver, he's melting it down and pouring it. He just it gets you so hyped for the the third act. And then when he uses the the garrote wire to cut off Quinn's head and he catches the sunglasses ever that whole two. I rewatched that scene after I finished the movie, that whole two minute sequence with the jugular and everything. I just can't get over how cool that whole sequence was. Yes, dude. That is so epic. All right, gentlemen. We've talked a lot about things that we really like in this movie. Do you have a least favorite scene? Because I know that there is a lot in this film that's good, but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of cheese, there's a lot of camp, and uh there's definitely some scenes that scream out, mm, I don't know about this. 
for me, he they visit this thing. I don't really know what you call it. It's a very bloated vampire. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, I just, <laughs> it was so disgusting. And apparently that's a dude. I thought it was. Uh, I thought that was a woman, too. I thought it was a chick, <laughs> but it's a dude. And that was so disgusting. They said in deleted scenes there were uh, children around him that he had eaten to add for the effect. But they took it out because it was too disgusting, which I'm very glad about. I don't know. That scene for me was just so disgusting and horrible. I did not like that. Uh, yeah, I think my my brain kind of took that scene out of my out of my head. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I remember it. it and then there. she, uh, <laughs> Karen. We didn't talk. We haven't talked about the. Karen I hated every right? scene with Karen. I thought she was kind of like when she uh, was frying the fat dude with the light. Mm. That that was might have been worse than the introduction. Oh man, then it, like the skin was peeling. She off yeah. And, her character is like this in the whole movie. The she go the first act. She's like, "Oh, I've never used a gun," and Wesley Snipes is like, "Oh, well, the safety's right there." And then in the end of it, she is shooting vampires left and right. I know, it's very Walking Dead. She just learned how to do things very fast. Right. It's like it's kind of one of those me, things where yeah. why does everyone why does everyone get headshots? first try i mean even people who don't know it's 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 kind of like that uh i'm with you guys though did not like karen as a character <laughs> yeah i thought that they had to have her in there for the whole um hematology thing all of the all of his chemical weapons that he has come from her so uh yeah it works in that way uh but all of her actual character stuff didn't make any sense to me uh i i didn't like uh, the scenes where it was just her, just kind of walking around the apartment. I did uh, the jump scene. The jump scare was pretty good though, when uh, the sword is revealed for the first time to explode like that. Did you know did like that, that scene was supposed to be longer, and there was supposed to be a shot of a tank with baby vampires in there as blades, like kind of dissecting them and figuring out what they are. But that scene was cut. But huh. definitely disgusting. But as she's walking through there, she sees the sword, and then she sees the tank, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's disgusting. Ooh. So stuff they cut out of this film, I think the cuts definitely work in the favor yeah. of this uh -huh. movie. <laughs> that's for sure. I also didn't like Deacon Frost. I don't know. He was not that great of a villain for me. I liked him. I think that the only parts I didn't like for him were was whenever he had blood on his face. Except for the end, the end fight. Like, it just happened to be whenever he had blood on his face and he was, like, making out with people. Like, yeah. yeah. It was gross. I didn't like those. But uh, I liked how he was how he was um, breaking from the traditional vampire ways. And he was like, all right, let's get moving here. We can own the world. I like that idea where the vampire is finally, like, there's a change. And, and the old vampires don't want to do that. and they're But Deacon Frost is still pushing forward. And he's this, like this new leader rising up, forcing his way through and murdering the the top vampire dude so he can control everything. I, I thought that was a good, I thought that was a good story, but um, the, just the, the vampire romance, I don't understand why vampires always have to have this cringy romance. Like it's so weirdly sexual, no matter what you're watching, yeah. if it's vampires, it's gotta be like overtly sexual. Maybe it's the I neck did. thing. I don't know. But it's just weird, man. I'm with you. So before this movie, what is your guys' exposure to vampires and vampire lore? 
Uh, pretty much nothing except for. Yeah, I think that's it. Actually, they, uh, I just know of them. The sun. You know. Um. Yeah. I just know of vampires, like in pop culture. You know, just your standard. Garlic is bad for them. Silver is bad. They can't go out in the sun. And then I have heard things about Twilight. <laughs> but <laughs> they sparkle in the sun. They stop moving trucks. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen Twilight, but I've I just same here. I, same here. I've, I've heard about it. Maybe we'll do a podcast on it. Definitely not. But uh, I'm gonna have to sit that one out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not for me. Not for me. What about you, Micah? You got any exposure? Um, no. No, no, no. I mean, there's Hotel Transylvania, I guess. Oh, <laughs> oh you're right. I'm on Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. You know what? I take it back. Ethan, do you have do you have experience? I mean, I've seen some of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, oh. which, uh, yeah, and then Supernatural. I've watched four seasons of that. They there are some arcs that address vampires and there's a very blade-esque character in uh really supernatural too that is hunting down vampires okay because i think in the supernatural world they are minding their own business like they suck on the blood of cows and stuff but this character i forget his name he goes around killing vampires just because of what their potential is they can oh suck on humans but they're not right now but he just wants to rid the world of them. Okay. I guess if I had one thing to say about vampires, it's just such a uh, a classic cliche at this point. Mm. With uh, with where they've been, they were so oversaturated and just like Hollywood and uh, Halloween and um, you know, there's vampires, werewolves, and like I don't know, mummies. Those are the top three monsters and yeah. and zombies I, and zombies and zombies. Yeah, but zombies have kind of they've they've had they're, they've they've been around a lot longer. I think that they've they've stood the test of time because they're more realistic. We can see a a, um, a, a bion or a, a a disease making the dead come back to life somehow. I don't know. But with vampires, they're they're more mythical than that, and they're kind of cheesy in that way. We've we've been uh, with Twilight. Our view of vampires have kind of dwindled they've, yeah. they're not as strong as they used to be um with the original dracula movie i haven't seen have you guys seen the original dracula movie i haven't seen any of them i heard that's a classic good uh like it, it's just uh, genuinely scary no okay is that what are you're you uh, if we're talking about the same dracula movie are you talking about bram stoker's dracula with gary oldman as uh i don't dracula? i don't know i know that one of them is it is good. I've heard one of them is good. Anyway, so yep. I think yep. that I think that vampires have a uh, they have a lot of potential. They could come back. I feel like they can be they can be they can have this resurgence with with Morbius and um, and um, Blade. Oh yeah. I think that I think that they can they can bring vampires back to the level of zombies at this point. Well, this has got me excited to watch Morbius. Weirdly mm -hmm. enough, like. Seeing this about vampires and everything, I wonder how much Morbius is going to touch on the vampire side of things. You know, how much I, I think it's more focused on Michael himself, yeah. but who knows, man? We could yeah. get more. I mean, I'm I'm personally hoping for a Spider-Man cameo of sorts, but that's just me. 
but I'm yeah, with from you. The trailer, from the trailer, it looked like the Mobius, um, the disease, the vampire disease was like this uncovered ancient uh, thing that, that happened. But in, in uh, Blade, they're like, yeah, we've been in hiding for this long and we've been, we don't want to get our cover blown yeah. by your raves. So I can see how they can fit the whole vampire cult in there and so maybe work. that's how the mcu does it is we don't just find out that there's been vampires this whole time there's kind of like a start to it like a zombie apocalypse type start is someone does oh. something they get infected become a vampire because i don't know if just having this big reveal like oh yeah there's been vampires in the underworld this whole time maybe that'll work yeah but we're not gonna have a secret invasion with, with vampires concept. yeah I don't know. It just that whole thing of oh well, hey, guess what? We've been here the whole time. Like that was one of the things I was skeptical about with Eternals. So it's like yeah. when you say that, you're like, all right, well now we got to go relook at everything and make sure it makes sense. Which is why the scroll idea for Secret Invasion that is appealing to me because yeah. you don't have to. It's just oh, this was this was this way the whole time, you know? Yeah, I wonder how many of those they can do because having three groups of characters that have been since beginning of time with the yeah. eternals with uh the vampires and with the scrolls i don't know if that would work too well and unless we are... if the vampires are in the raimi verse mm. you guys think that Mo i mean this is the blade podcast but <laughs> <laughs> uh morbius is the next movie that potentially could have blade in it so uh for future mcu do you think that raimi verse is where we will see blade well, how much do you think we're going to be focusing on the Raimi-verse, you know? Raimi-verse, you mean the OG Spider-Man trilogy? Yeah. You know? uh, do you guys think that Morbius is in the Raimi-verse? And do you think that they're going to just have this? Because uh, right. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was in the background yeah, in the Morbius trailer. But you also have Andrew and Garfield's Oscorp. And yeah. like, then you have also Michael Keaton's Vulture, you know? So it's like. So is this going to be a new universe, or is this going to be the Sony universe, or is this going to be a, a what universe? I think it. It'll pr most likely it's going to be the Sony universe w that the Venom movies have been taking place in, and they're just pulling these elements out from other universes and using them. But why Tobey Maguire's Spider Man is on a poster, I I have no idea. Who can say, man? Also, why is he a murderer? So. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens when we finally get to see this movie that was supposed to come out in early 2020. Jeez. I know. It's been a long time, man. This one, I think out of every film besides like, um, what what's it? Uh, Top Gun, Maverick, this has been delayed the longest. Yeah, I think this is the last, is this the last movie to come out? Has Top Gun already come out? I don't think Top Gun's like, come out yet. Like from the... Yeah, I, I guess uh, Top Gun, after this would be Top Gun, and then that's all the pandemic movies, really, Do that suffered think, delays. I don't know. Is this going to be good? Why would you keep delaying this if not to add things to it, you know? Yeah. Because also, I just am tired. I know we're talking about Blade here, but I'm tired <laughs> of Sony's whole spiel on let's make movies solely about Spider-Man villains. They're Spider-Man villains. You need to have Spider-Man involved. You know, I mean, they, I know they got their backstories and everything, but come on. They have to have plans to bring a Spider-Man in at some point because mm -hmm. they are not stopping anytime soon. They got a Craven the Hunter movie movie coming out. They've got the Madam Madam Web movie coming out yeah. with all the casting that's been going around with that. 
who they, they go with the Spider Verse, right? As Madam, yeah, Brown. Dakota Johnson, and then uh, Sydney Sweeney as some unknown character, but yeah. she's blonde, so they're saying maybe is it a Spider Gwen oh. or something? We don't know yet. A news? No, 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 no. Get it, get it, get it, get Emma Stone here. Come on, we Stone <laughs> that's what everyone's everyone. saying. Yeah, maybe she's Black Cat. Oh, Although, why would Black or... Cat be in a Madam Web film? Also, what the heck is a Madam Web film? Like, what's she going to do? She oversees the Spider-Verse, which is pretty interesting, actually. But, I don't It's going to be the Multiverse of Madness of... Uh, uh, if we know what Multiverse of Madness is about. Sony's Multiverse But for Spider-Verse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that could be the first Spider-Verse movie. What if it's a working title? Ooh, you know? <laughs> Very interesting. Um, all right, let's shift it back to Blade. Is there yes. anything else you guys don't like about this movie? Or so to me, a lot of the cinematography was real whack, mm. and some of the editing was weird. Specifically, is the car chase sequence. I was gonna say that too. That yeah. scene that was really the only scene that really took me out of the movie because it was so stupid. Why did they do that? They they like sped it up and it looked real weird. Yeah, it looked like tell. a like a Looney Tunes cartoon type. Yeah, it looked like deal. the silent films when they're when they have yeah yeah and people running around. They're like, <laughs> I wonder what people thought during the day because I'm watching this. I'm like, you can totally tell this is whack. Yeah, but maybe back in the day you couldn't tell. I don't know. Some things are a little inexcusable. This also. Yeah, yeah, yeah go, go you go, Mike. Uh, okay, the cinematography was just kind of weird in general for the first, I noticed in the first hour, there were people's foreheads cut off, there were, but it was like wide shots, it, it was like, it was like, if you're watching on YouTube, it, it, it would have been like this, <laughs> but this is the person that's talking, Yeah, and it, it's weird, it, it's like the, there's nothing to focus on in the rest of the picture, it's just they cut off the person for some reason, that and then they true. have another, another shot of Blade where it's real nice and close, and his face is almost out of the camera like this. Did you guys notice that scene too? Or that I, shot? I feel like I remember looking at it. Yeah, but it was all in the first hour. I wonder if after the first, or first like half hour, during the bar scene when they go into that. Um, and then after that, I didn't notice anything bad about the, the camera work. What did you guys think of the, the music? The well, EDM and... Soundtrack is the most important thing to me in a film. And... I think that opening rave music that was playing in the background, that was pretty sick. That EDM. But the score done by Mark Isham, I think, it just didn't really do it for me. It was nothing memorable to write home about. But I do yeah. like that rave music. I looked it up on YouTube, and apparently it was a huge hit in the 90s, and it's got like 25 million views. I can say it's kind of a bop, man. I was listening to it the other day, and I was like, all right, you know what? Yeah, I thought I'm I'd heard that this. music before. You probably have. It's pretty famous. Yeah, I was like, right when that came on, I was watching it with my cousin. I was like, it's like classic 90s uh, rave music. They've used this in probably every single movie about a dance party or a party in general. It's. <laughs> Did your cousin like the movie, Micah? He thought it was really cheesy. He's a, he's a sophomore in, or no, freshman. No, no, yeah, sophomore in high school. Um, he was watching with me. He was like, he... He definitely made fun of it a lot. Um, oh, okay, <laughs> I got you. Yeah, um, he he, yeah, 
Hmm. I guess that's about all I had to, he had to say about it was just as really cheesy. Yeah. yeah. To me, another critique with this movie is kind of like, kind of like last week with Howard the Duck. It's how you have this duck just walking around and people aren't really addressing it. There was a lot of that in this movie. Like there was that gunfight in the park. And this literal child gets thrown on the highway. Yeah. Whoa. Holy cow. <laughs> and Blade, Blade does a, uh, I think they redid this scene in Hawkeye. Like Kate Bishop jumps in front of a car and saves a dog. He jumps in front of the bus and saves his child. And everyone around him, there was just this gunfight in this park and this child on the road. They're all just walking, you know, just, just strolling through life. I think there was a lot of that in this movie. And when he approaches the club, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yep. he's like, he's like, "Where's your invitation?" He's like, "Well, I don't have one or something." But he's the not boom. even addressing the big sword he has Dude, on the, he's, the coat. He's in full my armor, and he's like, he just strolls up. He's like, "No, I don't want your invitation." First thing I'd be like is like, "Yo, why do you have a sword and guns all locked up? Like, why are you prepped for war?" Also, if the Daywalker blade is so like notorious in the vampire community don't you think they'd know i'm with you ethan that was a little whack what about uh when he's beating up a police officer in broad daylight in a busy street oh, that was yeah. awesome <laughs> like no one would stop him and then when when he runs away and i was just keeps to walking a, uh, towards him and around you know just normally a podcast it was uh, I think four African American dudes, and they were all talking about this scene, how happy it made them. <laughs> Just this, this blade character beating down on this white cop. Well, well, so that was a little bit of cool world building that that had. Yeah. Because there are literally servants of vampires who, if they serve them well and for long enough, they'll be bitten and become a vampire. Like they. There are dudes out there who want to become vampires. I thought that was so cool that they added that little detail in there. And that Blade had to explain it to Karen. He's like, I forget the name they used. There's a, there's a term that they use for him. But, there are a lot of terms in this movie. Yeah. They, the, I really love the world building. They definitely yes. did their research in this. And um, I, I liked how the, the whole cops were... the whole. It, it was a trust nobody situation. You yep. never know who's going to be an agent. <laughs> uh uh, I liked how Karen didn't know that the police guy was a was a, a or wasn't a vampire. He was just a normal dude that was being commanded by the vampires. So he sprayed her with a vampire mace, which is essence of garlic. Ah uh, yes, ah uh, yes, very good. All right, so well, oh, I guess I'll just I'll say this: Is there anything else we missed, you guys? Because I want to get into our rating of the film out of ten. But is there anything else we missed that we need to talk about? So, yeah. So, okay. as we're going through this, we've wanted to uh, keep an eye on Stan Lee cameos. But there was originally a Stan Lee cameo that was cut from this movie. In the opening rave scene, he's one of the cops that comes into the building. Oh, as really? Quinn, uh, yeah, as Quinn is pinned to the wall on fire. Dang it. But I don't know why they cut it out of the movie. So, we're it 0 sucks. for 2 on Stan Lee cameos? Yeah, Dang. we are. Dang. But he was he was close to making it in this one. Ouch. Okay. And then also something I want to say is when they brought Wesley Snipes in to play a Marvel character, the character he envisioned playing was uh, Black Panther. He wanted to bring Black Panther to life. I oh, got a wow. lot of Black Panther vibes out of this movie. Did you guys feel that too? Yes. That early in the stages, 
That yeah. would have been very interesting. I'm glad they waited until now to do it with mm-hmm. all the special effects because you, you got Wakanda. That, that's that's a fully technological society, so it would have been kind of hard yeah. to do I don't know how things. they would have done that that suit, too. That's true. The, mm-hmm. Well, I, I think because his suit in the movies is very like, all right, I'll just tap a button and it's all on me. But in the in the comics, there's a suit that he's got that is like a fabric and a, like a more of like a bat suit, and he has a cape, and he's got like a, another hood that comes up in the back of him. He looks pretty sick in the comics. I I hope they edit his. Well, I, who knows what they're gonna do with that character, man? What if they Chad bring back Bozeman Wesley because... Snipes as Black Panther? No way! Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would be something else, man. But what would you rate the movie out of 10? Out of every, like, I, I mean, it's obviously, oh, you know what? I shouldn't say this. In my opinion, it's better than Howard the Duck. But, whoa, Micah, whoa, what, Micah, whoa. Micah, <laughs> Micah, hot takes, Ben, jeez. <laughs> is this our rating out of 10 or is this our ranking in the Marvel All right, yeah, movies? so we'll do that after this. Ranking out of 10, for me personally, I think for me, it's a 7 out of 10. You know, yes. it's not a 6 out of 10. Where, because six out of ten starts to really falter for me, but a seven out of ten is right down the middle for an old '90s Marvel movie. This definitely has a lot to look forward to. Action spectacular, and I really like the world building that it did. And Blade is just a beast. He is so cool, and the world that they build around him. And uh, I also really like Whistler and the whole vampire, like their whole community surrounding that was really good. There were a lot of scenes that really disgusted me, which takes a point off. And I just, it is dated. So that's a little bit, and certain scenes are a little bit whack. We talked about the editing and cinematography. That car chase sequence. It's a little strange. Almost as bad as the Boba Fett sequence with the speeders. So we're kind of talking about that here in the same way. So a really good start to Marvel films as we knew them during the 2000s. And I'd say, yeah. Better than Howard the Duck for sure. Seven out of ten for me. Yeah, I I agree, Ben. I I want to be different, but it's a seven out of ten. This this movie isn't spectacular, but it's definitely not horrible. This movie is such a fun movie. I do say where it uh it fails is the surrounding characters. I think Blade and and Whistler. I think those two are really the standout characters for me. But I think every other character doesn't really hold up really deacon frost i'm not the biggest fan of and i think a lot of the the uh rush plot elements like karen uh curing blades vampire disease in a day after trying like it once that annoyed me yeah and uh a lot of the stuff with karen i really didn't like what they were doing but the action sequences are just so good i i had the biggest smile on my face whenever uh, Wesley Snipe was on screen. Indeed. Micah, 1 out of 10, what would you give it? Um, well, it. all right, I'll agree with you. It is better than Howard the Duck. Let's just get this out of the way. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, by how much, that's, that's up to the beat. Well, why uh, don't you tell us by how much, Micah? All right, so Howard the Duck, I gave a 6.5. Yes, I believe. Which is all right. You've had a week to think about that. Do you change that six and a half rating? Nope. I'll keep. You it don't want to. You don't want to maybe make it a two. 
A two. a two? What? Yeah. No, no. Six and a half is perfectly fine for me. I, I still enjoyed Howard the Duck. I will still... I, I would watch that again. Oh, you're, you're a clown. You're, you're a clown. Hey, listen, <laughs> I think Micah gave some great reasons as to why he enjoys that movie. And listen, a 6 out of 10 is the highest I could see it going for anyone. But I think Micah gave a great, uh, gave good reasons on why it's, why he likes it, I should say. So for Blade, I enjoyed it as well. Um, I would say the fight scenes were spectacular. That's the strongest point in the movie. Uh, the the world building is a, a great point as well. Uh, I got to go with, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I can't go higher than a 6.7. Micah, 6. no, 7. no, 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 no. You, you're giving Howard the Duck a 6.5 and Blade a 6.7? Yes, Micah. sir. Giving myself room to grow. If oh, I give it a dude. 7, if yeah. I give it a 7, do you know where, where, where would... Where would uh where would like Spider Man go? Where would where I've got all these movies still. I'm looking at this list right now. It takes me like a minute just to scroll to the bottom of them, and mm. I think there's still room to grow. There is room. All right, I can see it being like a six, but no, no, no. I can't here, here. see it being on the same level or at least close to Howard the Duck. That's where I'm getting I mean, You guys up. gave it a 7. That's, that's I'm not uh, mad with 25. a 6.7. No, I'm very excited with your 6.7. Yeah. I think that is a great I think you score. guys are going to Howard just, the Duck. It <laughs> is so close to your Howard the right. Duck score that it's, 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 re it's really bugging me because Howard the Duck <laughs> is egregious. And I've, I've had a whole week to think about it, and I gave Howard the Duck, I think, a 3 last week. I'm giving it a 2 this week. Dang. Uh, it is... All right. I can't believe that. Mike. All right. You know, you know what? Actually, I'm going <laughs> to, it's a little bit, it's a, a to Micah's point though. I gave it a three last week. I think I would actually bump it up to a four. Really? I'm not gonna uh, lie. Because uh, uh, after I listened to a couple of podcasts and I thought about it a little bit more, just how funny and over the top it is. It was funny. In. I mean, listen, it's not good. And I do not like the movie, but it's at the three. Maybe, maybe that's a little too harsh. I'm going to bump it up to a four. But, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Blade's better, without a doubt. Uh, another point to uh, to Ben's review there. Uh, he said that the, the there were some spots that made him grossed out. I think that's what Blade was going for, though. I'm, I gave it a couple extra points for the for the the gross parts. Like, that that super bloated dude. Yeah. I, it, was, it was intentional that he was supposed to be disgusting. And... Uh, the guys exploding the hallways and the guys, you know, the, the, uh, what's his name? Edward Cullen. I don't know. Vampire dude. Deacon Frost. Oh, he explodes at the end. Yeah. yeah. Frost. Frost dude. Uh, he explodes at the end. That's disgusting. Um, there's, oh, we didn't even talk about how, um, uh, Whistler gets beat down yeah. and Ooh, stomped yeah, on. Yep. He gets curb stomped. That's disgusting. I <laughs> that thought that he was going to be really yeah. messed up when they yeah. went back to him. I thought it was I really, I really did appreciate how when Whistler was turned into a vampire, they didn't show him on screen uh, having to uh, kill himself. No, he wasn't turning into a vampire. He thought he was too far gone, mm. beat up. Like, he didn't think he was going to recover because he already had cancer. They bit him, though. They had to have bit him. They, I mean, they could have, but that's not, why he, that, that's not why he, he shot himself. He shot himself because he was so beat up. Uh, Blade said, "I can heal you. I can, I can fix you. I can, you know, I can get you recovered." And Whistler was like, "No, I'm too far gone. You know, if I, if I'm, 
if you if you fix me up, how how much longer would I have left anyway? Which I mean, That's I guess that, that makes sense for his character. He hates vampires like with a passion. The I think the thought of him becoming one is got to be the worst thought for him. So yeah. it totally makes sense that he would kill himself. Yeah, I don't think that he was bit though. I don't think he was bit. I think he was just beat up beyond repair. Uh, to his reasonability like he wouldn't have wanted to live after that yeah no way i, I mean i think he could have been i just didn't see mm. it so i'm 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 with you but all right mikey gives it so, a, a six six point seven that's that's pretty uh that's pretty pretty insane <laughs> but i think we've got blade and howard the duck and i've done something pretty i so i made this on uh on my apple notes here i've got four categories here it's Marvel movies ranked based on the audience score. Blade 78% audience score based on for Rotten Tomatoes. And then Howard the Duck is 38%. So I'm going to catalog these as it goes along. So we'll have that as a list. Uh, I also have it based on the Rotten Tomatoes official score. Blade's a 57. Howard the Duck's a 14%. So as, it go, as we go on, we're going to have this to compare with our ranking of the movie and let me just say from here on out when we rank things we rank things as a unit so we all have to come to yep, an agreement to agree. on where it fits in i mean we might not totally agree with it but i think we have to make a case for where it fits into our ranking so like if we yes. if we really hate this movie but someone else really likes it we're going to have to come to a middle that's, ground. That's going to be so fun. Because yes. This week is easy. We right. all agree this movie yeah, is better, it's than, better Howard than Howard the Duck. Duck. Right. It's better than but Howard the Duck. But next week with the X-Men? Who knows? We'll see. Exactly. So, and then I Because I know X-Men's good. Yeah. I, I think it's a similar level to Blade. We'll have to see. I if also, I can remember yeah. it. I, I think I watched it two years ago. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. So I'm excited to re-watch this movie, but with a very... A very more educated lens let's just say that i also have them ranked based on box office success so blade made 131 million dollars worldwide yeah that'll be worldwide box office i mean we know which one's going to be one and two endgame and infinity war but i'm interested to see where they rank based on how much money they made so i'll catalog that as we go along and then we also of course have our ranking so which is the only ranking that matters truly yeah. yes yeah. absolutely that's why we're doing so this. so we've got blade <laughs> and howard the duck we're gonna have to get spreadsheets up here as time goes on so the viewers can see but i think i'm certainly looking forward to uh to next week for uh x-men gentlemen any closing thoughts that we have here i think we've i think we've exhausted blade beyond its uh beyond its total length mm. so yeah I didn't think I'd be as excited to watch Blade 2, but when I looked and saw that X-Men was next, I, was, I wasn't I was bummed. No. Yeah. But I really do want to watch Blade 2. I'm excited, man. So after X-Men, are we taking a break for Morbius? Or are we going to do two episodes that week? Or what's going on there? Probably we'll, take a break yeah, for Morbius. We'll, we'll take a break for Morbius. And if, if Mike, I know you're on this journey to uh, to cover every Marvel movie, but if, if, you'd like to, if you'd like to watch Morbius with it and come on the podcast for us, we'd, we'd love to have you. Oh, yeah. If you if you'd like to be on here, but uh, I think that does it, everybody. Um, that does it for this week. Like we said, uh, X Men's coming up next week. That'll be up on the next Monday. But that next week we'll be covering uh, Morbius. So uh, stay tuned for that. Subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, otherwise, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Wenzel. This is Micah Hat. And we hope that you all have an absolutely 
fantastic day.